Welcome back to Turf Show Times Instant Reaction Show coming to you after every Rams game. And that includes this week's game against the Houston Texans, even though it's against the Houston Texans. The seven and one LA Rams, we can say that. Uh, the one in seven Houston Texans, their one win came in week one against the Jacksonville Jaguars, last season's worst team, maybe this season's second worst team. And that was back in week one with Tyrod Taylor. Conspicuously or not, Tyrod Taylor has not played since a very hot start in week two. And Davis Mills came out in week eight today and played well. If you just looked at how the stats went in the fourth quarter, other than that, this was a dominating victory for the Rams who went up 38 to nothing, pulled starters and at a time when the game wasn't really in doubt. I mean, if the Texans had recovered the second onside kick, they did recover one onside kick, which is not going to be pleasant news for a lot of Rams fans. But after, if they had recovered the second one, scored a touchdown, who knows, maybe, but not really ever that close or in doubt. And the Rams win 38 to 22 with me as always, Blaine Didasco and Blaine, this almost was a fiasco in the fourth quarter, but Overall, it just didn't really feel like a real football game to me uh, for basically the entire time, but it never really felt that real. It felt like just going through the motions, trying to get to the next game for both of these teams. How did you feel watching this? Felt uh, better about the Rams this game than last game. Uh, this is right. This is what it uh, should look like against a team with a losing record like this. So I thought nice recovery for the Rams uh, facing a team in the same kind of scenario as last week's team. Uh, so dominant first three quarters, like it should be um, the second, uh, the fourth quarter, like you said, I think even though with our backups in, I think we might've gave up a little bit too much for comfort, but that's uh, after yeah. the game was well decided, but uh, I think nice momentum way to pull it together uh, before a more competitive team coming up. I'm almost a little happy that the score wasn't so lopsided just because I felt like it's just going to be disingenuous. If the Rams come out of this game with a 38 to nothing victory and a shutout, I think that's disingenuous to the talent of the Rams defense. And it's not to say that the Rams don't have a competent defense or a capable defense at times, but this is not a defense that is going to shut out anybody with a half decent offense and we did find that out you know 22 points allowed but i yeah. think uh it would have been disingenuous to just say like oh this is dominant because overall davis mills shouldn't be starting for anybody he shouldn't be a starter in the nfl he shouldn't be a backup forced into a starting role uh mm -hmm. he comes out looking fine by the end of this game but it really was pretty easy for the rams who you know, had, didn't have Robert Rochelle and already are having issues in the secondary, uh, only really having to cover Brandon cooks who finished the game, six of six catches on six targets for 83 yards and a touchdown, but none of those were meaningful. Uh, the, the Rams, you know, up going up 38 to nothing. There was no point in which the Texans could mount, uh, an effort. Mm -hmm. uh, if it had been for a fourth fourth and goal stop that was uh called off and because of a penalty called against the texans uh that probably should not have been thrown 
if if the if it wasn't for that penalty at that point the game was 10 nothing even then i just i can't imagine that davis mills was going to go 90 yards down the field you know so ultimately it never really felt like the rams had competition today up until you know starters were pulled and and a little bit more all bets were off and pull out every trick you can if you're the texans just to just to do something you know you hadn't done anything up to that point um, and so I felt a little bit more like, okay, well, you know, some of these players are having good games again, but, uh, for the Rams, uh, Matthew Stafford finishes 21 of 32 for 305 yards, three touchdowns, but the Rams had five trips inside the 10 yard line on their first five drives, every drive in the first half, they went inside the 10 yard line and, you know, they really should have had turnover on downs there, uh, on that fourth down stop. And they had to settle for a field goal and they had to settle. Uh, overall, how did you feel about Matthew Stafford's performance in the first half? Uh, Morris, you know, I think he's, he's evolving over the first, you know, eight games. Uh, uh, less sort of obviously missed passes. Uh, last week, people were talking about it being his most consistent or complete game as far as um, uh, overall start to finish. So this one, I think, felt a bit the same. Um, again, nice, nice long drives. I like the way he was connecting with Coop and Higby early on. Um, and then even finding Van Jefferson for a nice chunk play. So like you said, the nice, the nice long sustained drives showed the way that he manages games very nicely. So I was happy with the way Matthew Stafford looked today. He looked good. Cooper Cup, seven catches for 115 yards and a touchdown. Uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I think that's 63 catches on the year, which would probably still be the NFL lead. And he's, I think, over 900 yards or not uh, 900 yards, but he's up to uh, 800 yards or so for receiving and all of his numbers leading at his 10th touchdown, all of his numbers leading the NFL at this point. Daryl Henderson, 14 carries for 90 yards and a touchdown. He also caught a touchdown. I think Daryl Henderson is having his best season. Obviously, he's getting his most opportunities since the first half last year. But Blaine, I feel like he's playing even much better this year. And he's proving to be, you know, he didn't really have to do any real work in the receiving game this week. But he's had a catch in every game. He scored seven touchdowns in the five games that he's been active in, I think. Um, overall, I think this is his best game. He must be in at least six games this year. But overall, I think this is his best best game. What do you think? Or best year? Yeah, definitely his best year. Um, you know, I think he's proving that uh, that he can be a uh, number one back. Of course, we miss, you know, miss Cam Akers. There's some buzz about maybe he makes a, a late return this season. Uh, but until then, Daryl Henderson stays healthy. You know, he's 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 being productive for us and uh, should have had 100 yards today. I think we all kind of felt like he was going to eclipse 100 yards, given the way the first half was going. But um, I don't think it's a bad thing that we're splitting the load with Sony Michelle who was also productive. Daryl Henderson had a 6.4 yard uh, average on his 14 carries. So he's being, you know, really productive with his, uh, with his carries, but both uh, Henderson and Michelle, I think showing the nice sort of patience and burst that, that, that it takes to get those kind of numbers. So together, great uh, Henderson as our number one, I think reliable moving forward. Yeah, 14 carries, 90 yards. It is his season high. First game this year that he's had 90 rushing yards. So 
It's not that the Rams, you know, there's all he he gets the opportunities that he gets. He's averaging four and a half for 4.6 yards per carry on the season, I believe. And he he makes the most of opportunities. I see him in these last three or four games creating opportunities, forcing missed tackles, making the right decisions in terms of uh, you know, his vision, you know, choosing which lanes to throw run through. And I think overall it seems to be his best season as a runner and also his best season as a pass catcher as he looks to set career highs and all of his receiving yardage uh, and receiving totals and everything like that. And uh, paired with Missoni Michelle. Yeah. It seems to be working out well so far. And uh, this was just not a game great to evaluate players when it comes to what's going to happen against the Packers after the bye week, what's going to happen even next week against the Titans, you know, right now, as, as we speak, I, they're tied with the Colts in the first fourth quarter, 31, 31, but, uh, and I think they're going to overtime, but you know, this, the Titans much better team, you know, than what you're going to face uh, against the Texans. Texans just traded Mark Ingram, their leading rusher, because they don't want anybody that, uh, you know, could help. And obviously anybody that could help doesn't want to be there. So it's a, another a divorce there, but next week you're getting Derrick Henry speaking of Alabama Heisman winning running backs. And that's, that's one that's uh, gone above and beyond. And Mark Ingram even had a very nice career, but you know, now you're facing potentially an MVP candidate, definitely the best running back in the NFL. It's going to be interesting to see next week against Aaron Donald and, and Leonard Floyd uh, facing off against Derrick Henry and uh, Ryan Tannehill and AJ Brown. doesn't seem like Julio Jones has uh, had the presence that they were hoping for when uh, they acquired Julio Jones. So anyone who out there for the Rams who wanted that to happen, maybe like JJ Watt seems like these veterans are falling off faster than expected for some. Uh, but for the Rams uh, defensively, actually, speaking of the other end of the career spectrum, Ernest Jones making a start. He leads the Rams with nine tackles today. He had an interception, two QB hits, a tackle for a loss, and a, you know, uh, and a share it on a sack. So uh, he did have a penalty there that took an interception away from Dante Dion, which hurts my feelings. But <laughs> overall, what did you think of Ernest Jones? Great, great start. I mean, this is, I guess, the, the matchup you want to break in your new starter, uh, new rookie starter. But we saw good things out of Ernest Jones in the preseason that got us all excited about him and kind of gave us the idea that he could step in at some point. Uh, and I think today was no letdown. Uh, he did great. He did great. He was flying around, uh, definitely involved with the uh, uh, half a sack. But his um, interception was his coming out play, I guess you could say. Yeah. Uh, so that was that was great. I mean, that wasn't that wasn't a gimme. I thought he played that just the right way. Again, getting a nice position in this in the underneath zone and breaking. And uh, so uh, great. And then that Dante Dion, uh, I feel you. What a great effort. What a yeah. great highlight. I guess you could say that won't count. Yeah, I mean, that was if you could really say how a player could use his uh, diminutive stature, maybe as an advantage that. Mm -hmm ball didn't seem like it could possibly be caught right. and he somehow managed to use you know uh his size you know his momentum to his advantage and to be able to catch that come down and tap his toes in bounds whether there was a penalty or not Dante Dion goes down as an interception in, in the books of the Rams as far as I'm concerned goes down as an interception with what he did on the play and you know Dante Dion is not going to be a, a do-it-all every down cornerback like Jalen Ramsey of course and he may not even be a Darius Williams or a Troy Hill but 
I love what he brings out there. I love seeing him out there. I think there's an energy with Dante Dion. I think playmaking happens with Dante. He's a better playmaker maybe than Jalen Ramsey on the ball, which uh, is just because Jalen Ramsey, you know, he doesn't have a ton of career interceptions. If he could steal some of that playmaking ability from the repertoire of Dante Dion, you know, that would be the completion maybe of Jalen Ramsey as the all around do everything uh, defensive back. Whereas, you know, Dante Dion needs to borrow a lot from Jalen Ramsey to be of that level, but I love seeing him out there. He, uh, also, you know, he didn't have an interception on the last throw, but he, he grabbed that ball on the, on the heave. And I think it showed off again, his agility. He could maybe play some receiver or something. I don't know, but uh, over, I'm curious if you, you just watched Houston, which is a team that doesn't have a lot of, uh, great players right now. And, you know, they were down 38 to nothing, but you just watched Houston. This is a team that has made a bunch of trades. As I said, they're making, they could, they probably make some more. Is there anyone on Houston you saw today that you think, Oh, wow. Well, if that guy was on the Rams, that wouldn't be too bad. Yeah, I would say defensive end, uh, Grenard. Uh, he's, yeah. he's got uh, leading their team in sacks. I think he's got six, at least coming into this game. Yeah. Uh, so he looks like he could contribute to, you know, he's he, he looks like a standout. He's, he's, he's given our, our, our offensive line some push today, getting in the backfield. So, yeah, I'd say he's the one on the Texans that would stand out to me. Um, on the offensive side, uh, I wonder what it'd be like to have Brandon Cooks on the Rams. Yeah. It's uh, it was interesting. Uh, it's interesting to see him out there. You know, there's a lot uh, for for all the guys on the smaller side. Again, it's like Brandon Cooks was a little bit ahead of his time, and there's a lot of uh, receivers who uh, are on the smaller side. Speaking of which, Tutu Atwell didn't get any targets today. Ben Scourneck. Speaking of which, yeah, three catches for 30 yards when he got some mop up duty, and and Ben Scourneck just somehow seems to show up every week, uh, and that's for a guy that what broke his arm in the preseason, and he has managed to just make a, a little bit of a mark for himself. I think Ben Scourneck could be an interesting guy to watch uh, moving forward. But Tutu Atwell didn't get out there on offense at a t- after at a time when Deshaun Jackson is inactive and on his way to being traded or released. And uh, Tutu Atwell makes goes out there for some punting opportunities, and none of them really go well. And then he hurts his shoulder on the last play that he uh, attempts. So a really bad day for Tutu Atwell on a number of levels. Any thoughts on the punt returning situation and? Uh, and really just on uh, Tutu's ability to help the Rams this season. Yeah, I mean, it's I, I guess it's getting more uh, discouraging as the season goes on. I mean, here we are almost at the halfway point, um, you know, and uh, most of us were hoping for at least one sort of flash or decent punt return, if anything, out of Tutu. But, um, you know, today it looked like he lost his footing or got taken down just by just by catching catching a thing. And so that's not good. And again, we see him uh, get hurt um, on the shoulder. So not sure about his durability. Uh, yeah. But you know, he's, he's had he's had opportunities, at least in, on the return game, but uh, nothing big yet. So I think, um, it's, you know, as the season goes on, if we're not seeing anything from him, I think we start you know, looking past them and, um, you know, as far as the draft goes, can't win them all. Yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens. Uh, Van Jefferson, you know, drafted in the same spot a year earlier. 
if you were to look at Van Jefferson in the middle of his rookie year, the only difference would be that, you know, he had some opportunities week one, week two, and then he lost those opportunities. He kind of just fell out of the rotation. And, you know, maybe that wouldn't have happened with Matthew Stafford at quarterback uh, to the same degree, but uh, Van Jefferson didn't have a lot going on a year ago. Now everybody likes Van Jefferson, three catches for 88 yards today, including a 68 yard grab. Seems like he could be, you know, a deep threat. He could be just plenty enough here without Deshaun Jackson anyway. So uh, that's, that's one thing to look for with Deshaun Jacks, uh, Van Jefferson. And he exited, he limped off at one point seems to be okay. And it's just moving ahead. You know, the Rams are seven and one and in the standings now tied with the Arizona Cardinals, of course, Arizona beat LA already at one point. So there's going to be a rematch on Monday night football later in the year. But the Rams improved to seven to one next week, taking on the Titans, as I said. And what a nice stretch here for the Rams, especially if they can get a win over the Titans and then a win over the 49ers in two weeks. Um, what a brilliant stretch there to not just like come out of it, uh, you know, five and oh or whatever, but some of these teams super easy and then just uh, this game against the Titans, probably the toughest game of that entire five game stretch leading into the bio week thoughts on the Titans matchups that you're concerned about matchups that you feel favor the Rams. Uh, what, what would you say you're looking ahead to? I'm looking ahead to see how we match up against the league's best rusher and Derrick Henry. Uh, he's a beast. Uh, he got uh, came out of the game a little bit. Uh, today, but I think he's back in and I, it looks like, and hopefully he'll be healthy next week. I mean, um, you know, we all want to see best on best. And so yeah. if he, then we'll get a look at our defense, how they stack up. And it would be really great to see him at full strength and people, uh, players like Ernest Jones stepping in to stop that, that rushing attack. Um, Tannehill has been off and on this season. And uh, again, uh, AJ Brown, can be a threat. So I think we're going to have to pay attention to AJ Brown. It's going to uh, be a Ramsey AJ Brown matchup. That's going to be fun to watch. Uh, but otherwise, if Ernest Jones can, can contribute to containing the rush next week, that'll be a really good look. Yeah. And I would, I would also say, you know, if you're looking at a Ram situation where in the fourth quarter, the Rams have a 10 point lead, a 17 point lead, if you play like, you know, if there's a, any sort of play like there was today, a Ryan Tannehill, A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry offense is the type that can at any point can strike 21 or 28 points in a quarter. So, you know, this is going to be firepower, unlike what they've seen in the last three weeks. It's going to be, you know, I mean, to get through, you know, there's that game where you get to see Geno Smith for a considerable portion of the game. And then, you know, you're facing off against Jared Goff and Alliance. Now, you know, they got blown out by the Eagles today. So, you know, they're really looking not so good right now. And of course, the Texans being what the Texans are, uh, it's just going to be interesting to, to turn on that switch and get ready for a game against a real NFL offense with a real starting quarterback and some real weapons and offensive linemen. I mean, the Houston, that's the one thing we didn't talk about. Houston might have the worst offensive line in the NFL, probably. I mean, it's just a, a really dire situation. And so to go off of, to, you know, to have such a stretch without facing someone 
and Rydell and Tannehill's not even the greatest, but to, to get to that point, it's going to be interesting to see how to, how you react that way. And the Titans defensively do have a couple of great, good players and, and could perform better. Although I think that it looks to be maybe a, a an affair where the Rams uh, should be able to score. And it's just a matter of whether or not the defense can keep the Titans from scoring more than say 24 points. And uh, that's next week. This week, we are wrapping up here as the Rams beat the Texans 38-22, improved to 7-1. Blaine, anywhere that uh, you want to remind people where people can find you on Twitter? Yeah, uh, Blaine Asco at Twitter. Uh, come check me out. And then uh, on the TST website for uh, the dailies and some video breakdowns. Yes, absolutely. Look out for some more video breakdowns coming out from Blaine Didasco. And I'm Kenneth Arthur. And uh, yeah, continue to tune in to Turf Show Times and subscribe to the podcast. Got more episodes coming up to you soon and check out turfshowtimes.com.